as always, to Bad Mary for that too sweet play-in. Welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 3, HQ for all things comic book related. I am Captain John Rivera, call sign Rico, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And I am joined, as always, by the COO, the co-host, and Captain Charlie Rivera, call sign Babucci. What's up, Chucky? Happy comic book day, brother! It's time to do something about fire and punch a tire. It's happy comic book day observed because on the actual comic book day, we were all in on watching our boys in blue, the New York Rangers, just handling, handling their game one business. Making sure it's one thing to miss a thing you love in a night. Last night, there was two things. That was too many things to half pay attention to while doing the show. Uh, the Rangers winning game one of the new series. Oh, baby. Hell yeah. The Mets just, just sweeping up towns right and left. Um, yeah, man, there's been a lot of good, good going on. However, Ooh. that all being said, sometimes when you look off to the sunset and you think, how could things possibly get better? You realize that you are due for a special event. Ooh. One of those things that seem to be on the horizon forever and just don't get there. When is it going to happen? When is my time, Lord? When is your humble servant going to get paid off? And just as you're thinking those things, you open up the port side window, stick your head out into that sea mist as you're sailing on that aircraft carrier. Ooh, boy, and you see a sight that you did not think you are going to see Anytime soon. And Charlie, call sign Babucci, if you know. That's me. Right now. Here, on the flight deck, we have someone who needs no introduction, but he gonna get one anyway. <laughs> After 30 years of service, combat medals, citations, only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet he can't get a promotion? He won't retire, and despite the Mets and Rangers' best efforts, he refuses to die. He should be at least a two-star admiral by now, yet here he is. Captain Casey Manning, call sign Mayo. What? Mayo, oh, what's up, kid? <laughs> Mayo. That's Let's go ahead. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Let's go ahead and make that adjustment. Casey, I got to tell you, your call sign came immediately to mind when you were referencing the last time that you joined us on the program, specifically your 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 rather mayonnaise-ish complexion in the picture. <laughs> and I just, oh boy, did I tee-hee-hee it up. And that's, that had that's to real be. nice. Uh, this has I, been fun, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> to go along with someone being call sign mayo 
Uh, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, coming to us from Facebook. Ellis, uh, one of the faithful. I do not know if I uh, wouldn't suspect him of piloting an enemy ship. Uh, but Ellis saying hockey's the whitest sport in all of whitedom. He must have actually turned into Canada Comics Podcast. I'll have you know, if this shit keeps going downhill for the U.S., it's going to become Canada only. <laughs> The Canada's Canada, only fan version will be Canada the show. South. Like, can exactly. we even get good maple syrup south of the border? I, I'm not sure. We'll figure it Cousin out. Cousin we'll Paul, out. what's up, kid? Cousin Paul, come to us to YouTube. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. All of it's at US Comics HQ. You can't hear the audio-only version anywhere you hear podcasts, but congratulations. You get to see a threes, three lovely punums right now. I want to know what everyone's call sign is. Drop it in the comments. Uh, the best one wins a prize. That prize is to be determined later when I can provide prizes. John! Yes? Why do we have amazing call signs this week? Well, Charlie, some might think that the that, that special moment that we have been waiting and waiting and waiting for to finally arrive uh, was not only the wonderful special guest appearance by Captain Mayo Manning, um, but it was indeed, finally, finally, Top Gun Blink Maverick has finally arrived, and oh my lordy, it's about damn time. And for my money, worth the wait, worth the wait. I mean, before we kick it to call sign Mayo... I am going to go all the way out onto the edge of the flight deck, and I'm going to say it. Top Gun Maverick is better than Top Gun. That's that's my review. Charlie, it's better than Top Gun. Like, like Pete Maverick Mitchell himself, Charlie <laughs> cannot help himself, whether it's an approved or non-approved flyby, he gonna do it. Nobody's trying to make a list here. We legitimately just had this conversation. I did not agree with lobby. this nonsense. Everything <laughs> shall be listed. Thank you, Charlie. If you, if non-list you bullshit has got to end. If you wait until the end of the show, I am gonna list where Top Gun 2 Maverick, uh, where it ranks amongst the Marvel multiverse of madness um listen we got, we got theory. la familia coming from all over joanna joining us also as yeah. well as on youtube she is agreeing with you two condiments on the flight deck that she agrees it was indeed better than the first if uh if casey is call sign mayo charlie would have to be call sign spicy mustard i'm not sure why on this happiest day of days you got to come and get all gritty and spicy on me um, but yeah, so, so Casey and I, we did indeed, um, uh, we did like an in-flight refuel, uh, <laughs> and we met up uh, in, in the city itself, um, to Castle Flick. Casey, I'm just going to throw it right to you, brother. This is a, a movie that we have been waiting for and waiting for and waiting for. I'm not even talking about the decades between Top Gun Now and Top Gun Maverick, um, but even just like the regularly scheduled Top Gun Mavericking that we should have gotten. COVID did what the fucking MiG-21 has not been able to do. So I'm going to throw it right to you, brother. So with all that anticipation, how did that affect your viewership? 
Listen, I can't believe that we waited over two years for this movie. This sucker was in the can really at almost probably at the beginning of 19, to be honest with you. And then you obviously have to edit and you go into reshoots and all that kind of shit. But they were ready to go. And they waited and they waited and they waited. And for good reason. A, you had COVID. B, you were still waiting for people to go back to the movie theater. And they wanted to be sure that this was going to be a huge opening weekend. And it turned out to be Tom's biggest opening weekend of his career. Which is, which is the craziest thing. It's unbelievable. Between all the, you figured maybe the last two Mission Impossibles would have done it. But no, it was this one. And I think it's because we had the wait. People were waiting for it. And I think people just want to get back to the movie theaters. And who better to go see than the god of the movie theater, Tom Cruise. When you have a line in your film that literally says, you know, all the old guys, it's not part of you anymore. It's You got to let go. And he literally says, maybe, but not today. Tom Cruise is here to save movies and to save movie theaters and thank the Scientology Lord God above because we got it and he's doing something right. So, I mean, what I think is amazing about this. I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100 percent on that. Before we kick it back to you, John, what I find amazing is Robin over on Facebook just saw the original for the first time. Over the weekend, wasn't blown away, but will see Maverick. And what's amazing about Tom Cruise, what's amazing about Top Gun 2, they are able to thread a very specific needle because this is a big return to theater movie and i've saw i've seen many an ad that's like you haven't fucking seen top gun maverick unless you've seen it on imax ultra double feature vision but also as well as very clearly this is directly a sequel but they are doing current big budget uh picture lock on this flick it just looks a a blockbuster now here's the thing i'll get a little bit of insight which we always like to do we pull back uh, we pull back the curtain. Um, Casey, right here, even though we have equal statuses as captain, we, we sit next to each other uh, on the pre-flight meetings, talking that shit. Casey gave me super duper shit for not seeing Dune the, when I first saw it in theaters. Oh, you should I still saw- go to prison for that. I, look, I get it. And you're not the first nor the last to say that I belong in prison. So uh, we're not <laughs> even going to worry about editing that out. Um, but no, I watched Dune, a movie that I have been waiting for um, almost with as much anticipation as, as, as this Top Gun sequel. Um, but look, man, I, I, I'm a man of my passions. Yeah, I let my passions lead me sometimes. Not always the best decisions, but decisions are made when the opportunity presented itself i said god damn i'm gonna grab it by the satchel and hold that horse tight um so yeah i didn't have the wherewithal to say i'll I'll, let me wait let me wait in 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 retrospect absolutely hindsight is 2020 i totally should have seen it on the big screen um i will say this you live and learn right you got to take something away from every mistake so had i can honestly say that had Top Gun 
dot dot maverick been available on the small screen at the same time uh i i would have i would have held myself in check and said just wait just wait a minute don't make that same mistake twice don't get inverted get yourself all in trouble and kill goose all over again do the right thing uh, i can say that with full full sincerity but what makes it even better john is the fact that tom wouldn't even let that happen he said there's no way in hell you're taking this film and putting it on your 65 inch tv he, i mean he has a psa before the movie even starts yeah. that says thank you for coming to the movie theaters and and you guys know oh my heart. just to, to go uh with this conversation you guys know that i believe in the movie theater experience probably more so than most people i know i'll see anything in the movie theater over tv even if it's some like family drama if you're going to do a day and date i'm gonna go to the movie theater because that's how i believe movies should be seen but I, even i will make exceptions when things happen but this movie was one of the greatest film movie theater experiences i've ever had ever and dune was gorgeous too sure gorgeous but there was something about this film and maybe it was the fact that I picked the perfect seats, by the way. Very, I mean, very, it, they very were well done, dude. Just perfect. Like premier seating They selection. were perfect. There's been nothing like it. It was completely immersive. And maybe it's the way that they shot it because you're in that enclosed space with the, uh, with the pilots. But I've, I've never experienced anything like it. I can't wait to go back and see it twice, maybe a third time. But my PSA is people go to the movie theaters. Yes. Um, if you if you feel the comfortable time is with it. Now. Of course. But you got to go. You got to go. Yeah, no, it, it and and you're right completely. It was uh it was an experience um for, for on on multiple levels, right? It's so like it was it was like a perfect date to be totally honest, which is a little awkward because <laughs> I was sitting uh sit, sitting sandwiched between the Manning brothers. You tell um, how I feel now. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Welcome, welcome. So, <laughs> how do you sandwich. like it? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it, it, it truly was like that perfect date experience because um, it, it just hit on on every level. So, the the fact that you like in the theater and the the immersiveness of the flick, and that's what it is. It's a flick, right? Just just to be real, real clear, I'm not getting up here on the soapbox and saying this is. You know, this is fucking. This is this is fine theater. This is you know, this is gone with them. And but this was for a popcorn movie. This was fucking Casablanca. I mean, right? I so gotta be was, honest. Ooh, I don't man, totally agree with that. Say it with your chest. This was the first time Tom Cruise has come to like act act in a minute, and that's not to take anything away from his talent. Oh, Mission slow, Impossible slow acting. Slow Mission Impossible acting is very much Tom having a good time, getting ready to do something fucking crazy. That is the formula. No, no, At I, no I disagree point, with you. I disagree with you. You're watching Tom, Tom Mission Impossible as, as Tom, Shakespearean art? Hold on, that's what I'm saying. Tom has flicks where you're like, this is going to be fun. Days of Thunder immediately comes to mind. 36 right? years ago? Flicks, well, the, the, the cars still look exactly <laughs> the same to me. Um this this was not that type of, of flick. Matter of fact, if you watch, and I did, any of the, the training uh, featurettes 
those motherfuckers trained like they were going to war. They didn't train like they were going to go make a movie. So no, I, I, I would disagree with you on that account. But what, the point that I was making was that like it played on so many levels. Did it play on the, the, the nostalgia factor for me? Absolutely, 100%. Did it play on the like experience of it all? The sound hitting you? Uh, the vibration of the seats, the effects, where like sometimes you feel, you know that uh, that feeling when you go over uh, the, the railroad tracks a little too fast, and you're like, oh, like I legitimately felt that with some of those aerial maneuvers, and like when the when the mock is like, it's like Mach 9.9, you're like, oh, like you, you, the old brown eye is like tensed up so, so tight that you could shit diamonds these are visceral experiences and i was getting all of them so for me it hit on multiple multiple levels let's throw, throw it back to captain mayo um Look. so for for you like the experience of it all was it that it was top gun that you were there for was it that you were sitting in the theater was it that you were sitting next to captain rico like what was it that hit you first uh, that's a great question. I think the fact here, that man. it was, I think, I think the fact, number one was that it was Top Gun. I think we had been waiting for something like this for a really long time. And we've been waiting for, we've been waiting for a non MCU blockbuster. We ha we don't really get those. And you can, if you want, you can count Dune, but even Dune is coming from IP and technically Top Gun is too, because it's a sequel, but sure. I put this in its own. It's in its own little batch of it's what a, it is. It's a subcategory, which we will absolutely get to. Yeah. So I think one, it was Top Gun because, and we've had these discussions that I'm not a huge give me more because the first was great. That's not my thing. That's, if that's it was great, thing. keep, that's Charlie's thing. That's <laughs> give me more, give me more. I'm not like that. So if you're going to do something, make sure it's great. And because of and and man, I'm going to be praising at the altar of this man. It is it's it's a little unhealthy, is what it is. But he wouldn't come back and do this unless it was going to be great. Because he's got all the money he could possibly need. He's not and he's gonna make more, sure. And everyone's working for money, but that's not what this was. This was like a love letter. This was like, hey, you've watched me through my whole career. You've come to the movie theaters for this. Now come back again, and this is for you. And that that's exciting to me. So many sequels and so many IP things that are driven like that are for the almighty dollar. But this was the one of the very first times I felt like I was going to a movie that was made for me. Like, here you go, guys. You've been through a lot. <laughs> Let me give this to you. And that was really 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 exciting yeah, and I'm, I'm with you man it's probably one like the best example of what it is if that makes sense so you're talking about on a blockbuster level this might be the best example of it because it did everything it was meant to do it's a popcorn blockbuster flick but it also to charlie's point and I told you this, John, when when we left, I said, and I'm not going to no spoilers here, but Tom Cruise has a scene that I believe is his best acted scene in roughly 20 years. That's he fair. hasn't had a scene like that probably since what, like Jerry Maguire? And that's 1996. It's yeah. tremendous. 
He's it's fantastic. What if he, he does in this if he wanted to, I truly believe he could turn into that Paul Newman version as an older man and sure. bust out an Oscar movie. He could do it. Totally. Oh my God. He really Top could because I think he's could that be an Oscar well, movie. <laughs> it, could, it could be. He's that good. And I just think he's in this portion of his career right now where he wants to do the action movies. And I'm, until he's too old to do it, which sure. may never happen. I mean, he's but he he's can do it. Shattering, like movie by movie. I'm not sure how many more uh, Mission Impossibles his little petite frame has in him. Two more, two more. Just, I think that oh, might be it. Part one, part two is it? Oh my God. I mean, when Man, your movie, when your movie's called it. Dead Reckoning, eh, let me part one. That's I my mean, only problem. Dead yeah. Reckoning is a sick title, but it's like the first half. This is just the dead half. <laughs> yeah. Even more Dead reckoning Yeah, more recognizing. But what I, to, to piggyback off of uh, Cap Mayo, um, if, oh, if, I can, if I can be at your wing for a sec, pal, one of the things that we have seen fail on a gigantic level of I want to be a blockbuster was the most recent Star Wars trilogy by almost every metric was a failure. Maybe not financially, but even in I mean, some that's a cases, big metric, though. So Financially, yeah, there's a lot going on there. But as spoiler-free as possible, Top Gun Maverick very much is kind of a remake of Top Gun. The situation has changed. We have a through-line set of characters but the beats are exclusively just tightened because one thing about, I just finished watching Top Gun a moment ago and the last 20 minutes are a fucking sequel. The last 20 minutes of the original Top Gun, they're like, everyone graduated. There's an urgent mission. All the best characters, Iceman, Wolfman, fucking Maverick, we know you're shitting bricks in the air, but come on, it's gonna make for some sick drama. It is fucking preposterous in the execution of the last 20 minutes is dumb in the best way. It's a phenomenal movie. I love it. You're talking about Top but Gun, the original. Oh, geez. Top Gun, the jump to the last 20 minutes. This movie quite literally starts out and they're like, uh, you know, remember Maverick? Remember? Here's some member berries. Look at how nice these planes are. Okay, there's fucking an unnamed bad country. We're not going <laughs> to name it because we're going to sell this movie everywhere on Earth. They got plutonium or something, and they're going to do the Star Wars. The, the country in the script was like, not you guys. Wherever this is being distributed, not you guys. You're, you're cool. Yeah, you, like, they you guys are such fucking a dope. Point to, there, truly, there were, there were more accurate like tail, uh, tail designations in Robotech. <laughs> the yeah. fucking cartoon. I'm like, I feel like that, that kind of looks somewhat familiar. But yeah, no, right. We, we, we do want to keep this uh, somewhat spoiler-free. Um, but just real quickly to kind of to, to rewind the clock a little bit, as my man Tom Cruise has done, um, I felt that this was almost three movies, right? And yeah. the, the, the runtime was not particularly like way overblown. Like the, the aforementioned, some of the aforementioned MCU projects have been, or the 17 retreads of some of the DC projects have been. They were like, this one's black and white and way longer, bro. <laughs> but this movie, I felt, 
look, when you're dealing with the, the, the coined term, which we will absolutely take credit for, legacy sequels. A sequel that has that is happening decades after the original source material. There are certain ways that that can go. And in the, like the most recent examples, if you pull down maybe the top half a dozen or so most recent examples, um, you have had widely different results. Top Gun Maverick had an approach which was unique to any of them. And I really appreciate it so much so that I didn't even realize what was happening as it was happening to me. Like to use that date analogy, before I knew it, my bra was off, my shoes were gone, and I had drank way too much with no cab fare home. So I said, well, Pete, be gentle with me, baby. The first third, right? The, the, first, the, the, first, uh, the, the first third of the flick really fed all of your like like you gobbled up your member berries like oh oh, you you were in essence leo in that meme pointing at the screen like every five (laughs) minutes i'm like oh oh casey probably walked away with bruises up and down his arm because i was like oh look at that look at that look at that there was one huge and i will save this specifically for you robin there was one cameo of the non-human variety that hit in the third act that I, I almost stood up and be like, Casey, are you fucking kidding me right now? It was, Casey, it was, look! It was, it was hilarious. It was one of the funniest like movie theater experiences of my life. Because I felt like he was going to say it in full voice. Like, normally you try to be like, dude, you see that? But he was there like, Casey, can you believe what is happening right now? Oh, my God. It was, it was so, so sincere on my part. It was so damn sincere and it may, it gave me so much joy that truly even if this movie's plot was total dog shit i would have forgiven it because of all the like it, it had brought so much so many plates to the table like this was a tapas meal for that first date but john it gave you that's, so much that's what made it so good is that it could have just given us Ooh, Easter egg, Easter egg, cameo, nostalgia. It could have just done that, and it would have been fine. Absolutely. Instead, what they did, and the reason why I think it's... um, I think since the movie's better, I think you were starting... Top Gun is good. It's good. It accomplished... You think about the movie, original Top Gun is good. It was in an enviable position where you could take a movie that was very enjoyable and very good and actually make it better. That's not how this normally works. Normally, you are working at it 100 and you are trying to surpass it and you can't do it. Now you're dealing with something that's nostalgic and fun and everyone remembers it and there's this weird sex scene in the middle and everyone still laughs about it. But now you're able to climb and go above it and that's what makes this work. Dare I say it's not as uncommon as Mayo is pointing it out to be. It is uncommon for those films to actualize. What this is, in almost every way, it's almost a fan film. The, the beats could have been written by anyone who really enjoyed 
Top Gun, I think that's its superpower. Well, it doesn't ever hide what it came from. That so, place so it came from I, I, I was... Wanna, I want to hijack to a degree, Charlie, that yeah, thought. Yeah, do it. And I want to throw it right back immediately, immediately to you guys because I have very much so an opinion about it. Let me first set my preface that a legacy sequel... As we all acknowledge this to be now, this this actually might become now, not might might it definitely would. This will now become the example that you point to, as without question we're going to see more of these type projects happen. We've we've seen it. It's been like kind of a slow burn, relatively speaking, um, and I have had nothing. I've had no problem with it. But this will now, people will point to, like, you know what Top Gun Legacy, uh, what, what Top Gun Maverick did? That's what we're going to do with insert project name here. And before we wrap up, I'm going to throw it to you guys with what Legacy sequel is out there that nobody has been rumbling about that you guys want to see. So, so please ponder that for me in the interim. Um, but the ones that we have gotten up to this point, and it breaks my own rule because... I don't like making lists, but just to use this particular franchise as an example, this motherfucker was Empire. This, yeah. well, I agree with you, Charlie. It was better than what it than, than than what predated it. But after decades of the project just fucking marinating in somebody's cranium, whether it was Tom, whether it was fucking you know, whether it was in the back page of Dianetics, and Tom was like only the last one of the only ones to get that far in the book because he paid out, paid out enough. Um, or, or whether there was just like magic in a bottle. I can't think of a better fucking example. So I think this now becomes the kind of namesake to it uh, when they start to, to, when they look to greenlight these projects. But what it did, uh, again, they use the member berries that Charlie referenced. All the member berry chomping was... The majority of the member berries were ingested. It's like when you fucking finish your popcorn through the trailers and the movie starts like, all right, enough of that bullshit. Let me pay attention. That's what it kind of was. Then the second act rolled around and there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of a uh, table setting. The fucking third act, the third act was an entirely individual action fucking movie all by its lonesome. Now I, I, I will I will throw it to you guys and whomever wants to grab it uh, can fucking grab it and go. My personal opinion, the reason why this is the gold standard now in that legacy sequel concept is because of one thing, and it's almost counterintuitive. It's a legacy sequel. I don't have the exact numbers, but how how many fucking years between movies? That being said. You did not have to see Top Gun to watch and enjoy the tits off of Top Gun yep. Maverick. I'll throw did it to you guys. What do you guys job. think about that? Go ahead, Charlie. I, they did a brilliant job because that's the that's the thing in legacy sequels that a lot of people fuck up with. And just this year, we had another film that I, I know for a fact from kids telling me Ghostbusters Afterlife was similarly set up the past plays a huge part in the actual narrative of the new flick they talk about 
Ghostbusters in Ghostbusters 3. They talk about Top Gun in Top Gun Maverick. There's no, it's less of alluding to what came before it and more borderline eclipse show at times. The characters that still exist from the Top Gun universe in one form or another, because a lot of them have been transformed. The goddamn movie. Uh, but where's Kelly McGinnis? <laughs> she's she's at a she's retirement home. Yeah, she's 107 <laughs> years old. Leave her alone. She's sitting at home with her osteoporosis. Leave this woman out of it. What's wrong with everybody? I, I will say I do respect the fact they didn't just recast her. Because that is oh, always just couldn't. like, you have a million Let me options. tell you something. Fucking 72, uh, 72, like Mach 72. All right, no problem. I have no, I have no issue believing that. Fucking flips. They did all that stuff legitimately. I have no problem uh, believing any of it. Miles Teller being somewhat of an athlete. Fine. I know he worked out. Good for him. Is he a shitty dancer? Yes, that might have been the most uh, believable thing about the entire flick. That was the what goosiest you, shit about him. What you could not have possibly sold me when I sat down to this movie in my very comfortable, absolutely best seat in the house, picked out by Casey, uh, was that Pete Maverick Mitchell was going to be monogamous over these decades of inaction. There is not a fucking say chance. That. If he that was just happily married, happen. would he just be in that bungalow for the last like thirty years? Just There's like not a chance. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. And I'm, the fact I'm that positive. they ended up recasting the 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 not the role but like the the function yeah. uh, of Kelly McGinnis's character Charlie, call sign Charlie, with the love of my adolescent life. It's just because you guys have the same eyebrows. Ooh, yeah, we had the same eyebrows. That's the only reason we couldn't be together is because we would have had uh, a Burt-looking motherfucker for a child. Oh, man. They did such a beautiful, beautiful job uh, replacing I, I... The, the function of the, the lady love. However, in Casey, this is going to be one of those things that we didn't get to talk about because there were, you know, boom, ba ba booms to talk about after the fact. But did you notice how many of the, like, somewhat subtle like the subtle kind of nods that like even though she wasn't playing the kelly mcginnis character there were certain things similar her house that she resided in was oh my god somewhat similar now you can justify the same like hey that's what the military housing was like you know off of that particular base everything right, was maybe. everything in that movie was it's intentional done for a reason how about i mean he literally whip and how about her car was very and this isn't this isn't Targa-esque. giving anything this isn't giving anything away either, but his entrance into because we all know that he teaches the kids, right? He teaches the students. That's in the his walk, His walk down the middle—it's the same thing. It's the same thing, which is just an odd, uh, a nod to what she did. Absolutely, was, but Complete, it was done but, so well. And it was one of those things that you're like, okay, look—if you've been with us since day one, here's a little something. Let me slice up a little. Ooh, let me slice up a little bit right. for you. If you weren't with us from that first chapter. That's okay. Jump right That's in. Fine. Well, you, you didn't also, miss anything. You're not going to be left behind. You could just enjoy the rest of the presentation. That is, that is the brilliance of what legacy movies can bring back to cinemas. Because where, where, Joker's checking out, know, Charlie. Joker, thanks for joining us, brother. You know, tell the people on Twitch we said hi. The fact of the matter is as simple as. The, the Marvel right now runs 
the cinema. They're, they're why the lights are on in most of these theaters. When a movie like Maverick comes out, to a slightly lesser extent, when a movie like Afterlife comes out, what's amazing is we're starting to see more and more pieces of the formula make these movies lean and mean. If Marvel is doing every film for over 200 million, you come in at 100 million. That gives you so much more wiggle room to make the movie you want to make, right? As opposed to the movie you almost have to make. There was, this isn't giving anything away because it's in the trailer, there was pushback from the studio about a nod towards the volleyball scene from the first Top Gun. It cost them money. Literally, they were like, what if we have a movie for less? Then leave our script alone. That's how wow. they finally locked the picture with the script they had. There was a lot of pushback from stuff. Anything that was a particular like cutesy nod, studio tried to pull out. This wasn't an easy acquisition until it hit that money amount. Not that 120 million is not a lot of money. That's not my point though. That's the reason why Afterlife immediately got greenlit sequels. That's why the momentous success of Maverick is gonna be a thing talked about all summer long. You can make these new modern summer blockbusters. There's just some steps involved. You probably need to build up a star, use a star, have up and coming uh, characters, but it leaves you wiggle room. There's a character, Hangman. John brought up fan casting for this actor who it's now all I can think about. Like, like all these cats. Every single one of them brought something. There's a put it scene. out there because I want I want full fucking credit if it happens. Hang, Casey, I'm starting I'm starting the petition. <laughs> start start the hashtag. So the the hangman actor, um, who actually had some reservations. Uh, his name escapes me right now, but Glenn Powell, I believe, is his Gla name. Glenn Powell, excellent. The, the the fucking the guest, ten times more prepared than me. Um, would not he make a fantastic Johnny Storm in this upcoming uh, Fantastic Four flick? It's one of these guys. Now, if you want to make Fantastic Four right, like Charlie said, honestly, it's almost like putting together. Uh, um, so Casey and I, we we played together in uh, maybe the least competitive fantasy football league that I've ever been a part of. Well, maybe but, to you because you're not very good. Yeah, wait, wait, mind your business, okay? The other <laughs> league, I'm very competitive, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but that being said, there are some leagues where you have to actually, you know what, for the daily gaming sites even. Um, like you have to put together your justifiable roster by paying certain cats certain amounts of money. So now here's a dude who's in essence kind of like on the rise. So you're not going to go ahead and cast necessarily four A-list big names, especially when you're going to hide one under a rubber suit or CGI. Cousin Paul, this one's for you. Um, but you know what? If you get a guy like this who clearly has the chops to pull it off, you can now work it in budgetarily, still get the effects you're looking for, looking for the writing, looking for the production, looking for the release date, because that even costs money. Like, that's how you do it. That's, it's a, Hollywood is a fucking game. And, and he, wanted, he is, wanted to be Rooster. He auditioned for Rooster. He wanted the part, and he was bummed out. Because I was listening to an I interview with, with the director. He was bummed out. And, and the director said, listen, trust me. Yeah. This is going to work for you and I, I mean this is how it works i mean the reason that miles teller played rooster was because he worked with the director prior yeah he worked with him on only the brave so 
that's just kind of the way Hollywood works. I also got to tell you, though, great, everywhere. It's a great movie, by the way. You should see everywhere it. Everywhere works but, that way. <laughs> yeah, right. I, but especially, you're going to, you, if they want to set up some kind of a, some kind of another sequel and uh, sure. whatever, you know, he's going to pick the guy he's worked with. Absolutely. And and that's okay. And he was look great at, at it. Look at Michael B. Jordan. How many projects has Michael B. Jordan had? Presented to him on a fucking silver platter simply because of his resume, his his attachments on his resume. But um, before we get too far out, and I realize it's a little bit unique because in essence we're kind of like taking one topic and carrying it over throughout. Um, I don't want to get too far before we say anyone who has seen this flick and says that it was not... The fucking new gold standard for the legacy sequel is one thing and one thing only. Charlie, tell them what they are. Oh, they would be uh, not too dissimilar from one George Toy Boy Lucas. They'd be fucking liars. Goddamn liar. Put them up, boys. Ooh, Han shot first. Clink. Mm. Oh, so warm. Delicious. No, the the those two liquors what, did not go together. What no, what can what else can you say about this flick? Everything Look, kind of all you can say is one together. thing. If you have not seen it yet, even Rotten Tomatoes is insisting that you go out and see it. I I can't remember a popcorn blockbuster flick, a summertime blockbuster to kick it off like like. We haven't seen since maybe the late 90s. Guys, I see everything. You know that. I see everything. This is the movie that I have no problem recommending to everybody I know. No reason not Everybody. Your mother, your grandmother, your grandson. Everybody (laughs) needs to go see this movie. It is the perfect movie theater experience it's no, perfect they threaded I, I, the needle right. so damn well but we are in an age of legacy sequel type things i know our chat wanted to talk about it let's talk about it mayo have you been able to take your jet 97 g's to go back in time but it's somehow also the future and also every planet only has one weather system are you caught up right now with Obi-Wan? I got to tell you guys, I'm not. <gasps> Have you seen no. any Obi-Wan or Kenobi? Technically, is the name of the show. I've seen the trailer. The trailer's <laughs> very good. So, and you so, guys, if you guys want to sit here and you want to spoil things, go ahead. And no, no, no. We'll stay me. spoiler free. So, so luckily, we're only at this, at the time of recording, we're only, I think, three, three deep. I think we're three in, yeah. But you know what, Charlie? You, you made a leap to... Uh, I think an appropriate, uh, appropriate destination because look, there are legacy sequels that you see in the theaters. Absolutely. Um, again, the aforementioned Ghostbusters Afterlife being one of them. But if you want to jump right to like the Star Wars stuff, absolutely we can because here's the thing: the Star Wars TV shows are not made like TV shows. You know, if you've watched any goofy rubber masked uh sorry cw superhero attempt 
you'll know that not all TV shows are made equally. If the CD boarded up like a fucking, like a drug haven on the wire tomorrow, I would be there to drive in the final fucking nails and close that shop down poignantly. How hard is he going to hurt you? Poignant, Rock. Poignant. I never want to see another beloved DC fucking product come out of that shithouse. However, <laughs> such strong opinions. The DC Marvel folks, when they do TV, boy, they do it right. Even with something like Boba Fett, who I think they did a tremendous disservice to the character. And forgive me for saying so, especially Charlie, but our desperado producing fucking uh, director, I think, is the worst. He had the worst at bats with that with that uh, Star Wars good good. I think that he just fucking dr- fumbled the ball. Now look, I'm not saying you got to cut that guy off your roster, but <laughs> you got to wait a minute before you call his fucking number again. It's gonna be a hell of a redemption Poof, story. Magoof. But again, Boba Fett is now, in essence, a legacy, uh, 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 kind of a a legacy product (laughs) because we know the character from fucking dropping into the hole in the ground like a moron. Um, Whereas Mandalorian is like new. He's new lore. So even though it occurs in the timeline that we're familiar with, he's new. Like He's a new player on the board. Obi-Wan, like Charlie mentioned before, the last time that we saw his iteration was after the prequels, which here's the funny thing about it. So we got about 10 years, give or take, between us, but that's long enough for most everyone of my age to look at the prequels like a fucking joke. And I got to tell you guys the truth, and I'll be honest, I'm not entirely positive where either one of you are going to stand on the subject, but... A lot of a lot of cats fans, only ten years uh, behind me. They're like, oh yeah, I love this, I love that. Like, is nostalgia Look, John, really you can't that fix strong? Stupid, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't fix it. Some people are just it's there, you know. There sorry. are there are apologists. Is it like too str- Is not a strong enough? Yeah. Like they want to fucking take you I, out in the parking lot and fight I you think over they it. Financed the it. prequels stunk on ice. To it's me. because, but, but it's because it's what they grew up with. It's what yeah. they grew up with. A lot of them, and that, like, to me, I I would be, I'd technically be in that generation. You know, Phantom Menace came out uh, in what ninety nine, right? You two are, are so Charlie and I are the same age. That movie came out when we were 14. That that wheelhouse. Let me tell a quick story. I promise I'll keep it brief. Episode one is going to come out. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars advertising it. Right? John and I get our tickets for opening night AMC Stony Brook. At the time, the nicest theater we got. The bee's knees, man. the, the, The biggest screens, the best arcade. The, 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 just a glo- of a house of worship that I happily once knelt at the altar of. John and I get there early because he knows his babe, bubbling baby brother loves nothing more than a good seat and a delicious snack. So we're there early and we are met with the line of all lines. It's go. It's from the inside of the theater. 
get the fuck outside. We painted on some Star All Wars All the way characters. back to Shirley. We could have just Roger, walked. Roger, get the fuck <laughs> online. The, it comes out and it goes down a bit, but we're there early enough for our showing. We're early for us. In front of us is the 7 o'clock, the 6.45, the 6.30, the 6, the 6.15, and what's left of the 5.51. But there are people, there are people fully suited and booted. Sure. There's star, there's lightsabers clashing. A motherfucker brought his pickup truck, and I am watching the middle of Empire with my 14-year-old rod fucking double oh, extended just, like malls. Just all chubbed up, all John four and I inches sit, strong. John and I sit down in that theater. We see 17 trailers, including a trailer for episode one right before I see episode one. It's confusing <laughs> as fuck. I think there right? was an episode for toys even. Definitely, it was like a legitimate those, toy commercial with the They're head. just showing you the track titles. You're like, some of these motherfuckers ain't gonna make it. Want to know who? <laughs> We're gonna tell you anyway, cause fuck <laughs> you. Um, the credits start. At this point, I had been to no re-release. I had never seen the word Star Wars six miles fucking long, and my eyes opened up and set themselves to just get fucking watery because we ain't blinking. I ain't missing shit. <laughs> and I fucking start reading about taxation. <laughs> and I know something's wrong right away. And it looks Charles bad. Like, but... When in the course of human events it becomes self-evident. <laughs> whoa, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> but the truth is I settled in for that movie and I saw fucking Jedi's speed like the speed force was activated one time. I see robots and I see fucking Yoda looks like shit, cause, but he's a puppet. So fuck you, at least he's a puppet. And we get out of that movie and John and I are fucking high-fiving. We're like, fuck yeah! That little kid's gonna be Vader, bitch! Fuck yeah! And we're in the car and we're like, oh, remember the fucking space swords and the ships and they were fucking lasers? And the, um, the guy with the tongue... Wait, wait, I, I didn't like, it, it, it was morning after, wake up next to a fucking, wake up next to a, a, a Gamoran guard, you're like, what the fuck just, what just, what just happened just now? And um, I, I, 200%, I turn on the news. honestly, it, it, yeah. it truly was one of those experiences where you're like 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 you're you're in in the midst of it like you're sitting at a table with all your boys and you're fucking just dropping 20s at the bar you're like oh round on me woo and then it gets to be about three four in the morning your wallet is empty except now it's emotion uh emotionally empty it's morally empty like i just sold my sorry soul for like two hours and 14 minutes of trashish that was not a good flick to me. That was not. Now, what's funny is, and Casey, we'll get to your your first reaction right right now, but it wasn't legitimately, it wasn't until two, three years later before I realized, yo, that little Anakin, that, that, and I know he's not watching this, and I also know he has heard way, way worse at this point. But that little dude 
he played the terrible, shitty acting son of Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way, and he sucked Austrian balls in that movie. So how? How? If anyone is really a Star Wars fan, and Ellis, I'm looking at you right now, brother. Anyone who's a real Star Wars fan, watch the cat, the the, um, the 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 movie of right. It's it's a true story, obviously, documentary series of like the casting of the first of the Phantom Menace. They had like the equivalent, and I, again, my name, the name suck. It's been a long day already. Um, like they had the the kid equivalent of the the little boy from ET. Like, he was making people cry at auditions, including the fucking E.T. puppet. They had a kid who was on that level, and they're like, yeah, not bad, but, ooh. Ooh, do you see the little fucking blonde, uh, um, uh, little blonde fucking shag do on this kid over here? Yeah, no, we know he can't act, but the dialogue sucks anyway, so don't worry about that. We want this kid. Like, what the fuck were they doing? What, Jake Lloyd, thank you, thank you very much, Ellis. How dare you? Jake Lloyd is only the same height as Tom Cruise in Star Wars. That's <laughs> the beginning and the end of their com- uh, comparisons. But um, yeah, it was shocking to me because truly the 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 standout like moment, the keepable moment from that is the duel of the fates. When that hip head of a hip head of when that shit hits and Darth Maul is fucking fighting uh, Obi Wan and Obi Wan and Qui Gon like that that chubbed me up. I'm like, all right, well. We'll loop this together like six or seven times and we'll just watch this as the movie. Um, but yeah, no, Charlie's right. But we didn't get out of the parking lot till, till that fucking cheap high. That was like like a fucking, uh, like a crack high. You're like, right up there, you're like, nope, it's over now and I'm broke. So, Casey, what was your first first experience seeing that? Well, like? I want to I say one thing here. This is a perfect example of a movie calling back to something that doesn't work. Because... And I'm not the Star Wars fan that you guys are, admittedly. Okay, I'm brand I, new to liking Star Wars, so you only have to apologize to John. So, but we all know that Darth Maul was on screen the same amount of time as Darth Vader, right? So it was like, hey, here's this really cool idea. Let's let's make them on screen the same time, so all these super nerds can watch the movie fifty thousand times and count the minutes. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But what they did was they took who should have been the coolest character in the movie and got rid of him. Because they wanted him on screen as the most recognizable character from the first film. But when people went to go see the first movie, they had no idea what was coming. So we didn't know that Darth Vader was going to be awesome. We didn't understand that. They people saw a thirty-second trailer in 1975 and said, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." Yeah, and I went see to the movie. Guy. You can't build nickel. up something and then just throw him away. That is a perfect example of people trying to call back to something that yep. doesn't work. And they, the the funny thing is, and it's a, it's a very good analogy, Casey, because they wanted, in essence, they wanted Darth Maul to be fucking. They wanted him to be the the the, the shark from Jaws. They want to be yeah. like, oh, we're just going to fucking give you a little, ooh, just a little, ooh, just a tip. It'll be real quick, baby. It'll feel so good. And ultimately, real quick. They, they forgot that the reason why that shit worked for Jaws 
is because you had fucking, uh, you, you had fucking Brody, and you had, oh my god, you had fucking Quint, who's arguably the fucking best anti-hero in all of film, um, like, uh, you had fucking Hooper, like, the, 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 the entire fucking uh, island of Amity is a character, and you did not have even anything right. close to that. And Get the fuck out of here. You're saying that those characters were better than Jar Jar Binks. How <laughs> dare you? Uh, Roger, but Roger. Also, also so how racist did, but racist and annoying. How did hype work in the 70s? Hype worked after people started seeing the yeah. movie. Hype, in starting in like the late 90s, of the internet machine you were hyped before the fact because now everything is a sequel and we got to go see it got to go see it jaws rocky star wars the reason these movies got hyped up is because people went to see it and then went home and told their brother yo you gotta go see this Let's fucking go. movie that's well, it how it helped does. that that's... they were in the movie theaters for like six months so that also yeah. helps like that that age right. of like gonna go see a flick in the theaters 72 fucking times so real quick we talk about often we'll talk about our cousin jj who was a straight up legitimate gi joe come to life um everything that he didn't do accomplish in the military he did uh behind the badge as a state trooper our cousin jj saw fucking rambo in the movie theaters maybe more than any the, the other, first one you're talking about uh, no no not 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 first blood rambo Rambo the movie, oh, where he's in okay. essence a superhero without a cape and without a shirt, even for that matter, most of the time. So he saw Rambo. Around his head. Yeah, he yeah he had a very tiny cape around his forehead. Um, like that's what you did, and honestly, that's like my most recent example that I can think of where somebody really did that. Char Charlie, like, what's you, Matrix? How many times did you see Matrix in the movie theaters? It was respectable. Double digits, it was, right? It was a dozen. I saw the a first dozen. Matrix. A you know dozen what that's times. like? What that equates to? So Matrix came out when? 99? 2000? 99. 99. Nice round number. That would be the equivalent of having seen Star Wars in the movie theaters a hundred <laughs> times. You know how many fucking visits to the movie theater? Like, you... Uh, that, that's like that's ridiculous. That requires such a commitment. That's like showing up to work, basically. Where'd you get all the money to go see that movie twelve times? Oh uh, well, I. You're assuming so he paid for it twelve times. John and I sneaking around. John and I were taught the equity of friends in low places early. So there was <laughs> when you when you pay for your fourth matrix, just like, just the like manager is just like. Are you fucking kidding? And this I always poor brought, guy. let him in. I always, I always <laughs> brought different people, so it was like my. I went like solo because everyone was like, "Fuck Keanu Reeves." I was like, "Fuck you! I'm murdering your family." Cut you but off. Then, but then I, I saw it, and then I like dragged my girlfriend. Then I dragged my theater friends. Then I dragged my football friends. Then I dragged. So it literally became Char this thing where the Charlie group just happened to changing. own a red vest, and he put like a masking cape. Charlie, oh, he just strolling. He's like, oh, fucking another day, another dollar, isn't that, right? Isn't that crazy, though? That, I mean, that's calling back to exactly what I was talking about like an hour ago. That's the movie theater experience. Oh, that's yeah. what we don't have anymore, man. Well, you it's know what? So no, but see, this is my point. We the, the change is where equity lies. The equity back when Star Wars came out and to a lesser extent when The Matrix came out, the equity was in loving stuff. The equity was, sure. I saw this thing, and now I'm going to, my personality 
is now gonna be Star Wars guy. I fucking love Star Wars. Star Wars. I saw The Matrix and I suddenly was like, fucking, you ever heard of anime? I just learned about it because of The Matrix. <laughs> Matrix and Akira. Fuck your Dragon Ball. The equity though now has switched. And dare I say, Ellis loves the prequel. And of course was going to hate Kenobi because Kenobi is doing backflips to try to make yeah. it's the to... prequels have a value. You know what Kenobi is? Mm. And, and again, we're, we're going to keep this entirely spoiler free uh, if for nobody else but, but Casey. Um, Kenobi is making a very distinct. Oh, Robin, we'll see you later, kid. Thank you for joining us. Show some um, respect. We, Call side baby me a Jane. Drink, so recognize. Um, uh, Kenobi is making it a very, uh, is making it a, a point to be like, um, again, an analogy. Actually, we got pretty far. We got over, we got an over, hour and uh, one minute that's, without that's not analogy bad. before John's analogy, analogy of the day, make that graphic. Um, uh, Kenobi is that kid that walked into like Miss Peter's French <laughs> class one one She's like, what's your last name? Uh, uh, Obi-Wan? Oh, I had your brother in here five years ago. He was a real pro. Are you going to be a problem? He's like, no, I am not. I understand the issues that you had with him. A lot of teachers have that same issue. But now I'm I'm cool. Check it out. So Kenobi is making John, it don't tell my stories from <laughs> junior high. Charlie, your story is very high. different. Your story is more like, John was so great. What the fuck is the matter with you, kid? <laughs> so... Kenobi is doing it a point. He's not. He didn't change his last name. <laughs> I mean, he did. He changed his first name to Ben. But that that'll fool him. Good job, buddy. Um, but no, he's like he's the, the the show is making a point. They're not like divorcing themselves from that from the the prequel uh, uh, mess because in essence it's speaking to where he's at now. Like all of the events that happen, and a lot of them are legacy events. Have been rather they've been already cleaned up by. The Star Wars legacy, the same word, different usage. Um, Star Wars as a property has had canon stuff been been established outside of the theaters for years and years and years, going all the way back to the original A New Hope. There have been other creators who are like, look, this fucking cat is on, chinless though he may be, he's really on to something here, but hey, maybe this, maybe that. So they have been helping him you know, whether he liked it or not, for many, many years now, and a lot of that outside those legacy stories have become canon. Some of the best, in my personal opinion, have not, and they can't be because of what they've ended up doing now in the established movies. The fucking, spoiler alert, the death of Chewbacca in the legacy version, the novels, rips you up when you watch it. Rips you the fuck up. And, and they shot my boy through the chest, and I was like... You dick. You dick. That should have been so much better. But that all being said, there's a wealth of inform a wealth of content to pick from. Fucking Grand Admiral Thrawn, who we're gonna end up seeing uh in, in the flesh coming up very soon, is one of the absolute best characters that Star Wars had 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 put forward, right? Uh you're gonna maybe think about like if ba Papa Smurf broke bad. There's Grand Admiral Thrawn. It is fucking dynamite. And they're filling in a very tight window of time. Uh, because Charlie and I were just texting about this before. The entire Empire happened way too fucking... 
basically the empire did what Putin thought he was gonna do, uh, uh, you know, at the fucking in the Ukraine. He he was like, oh, we're just gonna roll in and take over everything, and they did it in like fucking thirty years, and it should have taken like a thousand. But but that all being said. Yes, episode I, I agree one with you, to episode nine is thirty-two years. <laughs> it's the fucking shortest time frame ever. But you know what, though? Again, this is this this is an important conversation because the the legacy, the legacy properties don't have to necessarily. Pippin's upset. Uh, they don't have to be uh, flicks. So I'm gonna throw it right back to you, Casey. Are there any um, legacy properties out there, movie or film, that come to mind? immediately good or bad i don't care like like what's another one that that at least registered on your radar guys i got i got to be honest with you and i feel like i i'm not uh contributing to the conversation here oh, but it's wrong. not it is not what i'm looking for let me let me put it this way okay i don't want to seek out sequels sure i really don't I believe that if it's meant to be made, then it they'll show it to me. Sure. Kind of thing. That that's how I. That's how we met. Actually, it's a funny story. Well, yeah. so. <laughs> that's how I approach film and TV. Okay. Well, I'm, you know what? That that's being just said, how I work. That's that's well established, and you've Charlie lock that answer in, lock his points into the bank. So Casey, I'm just gonna immediately throw it right. I'm gonna go right to the crux of the matter. Creed. So oh, we're Creed, talking about Rocky again? Oh, baby. Watch <laughs> so out. So Creed um, is at the same time a legacy sequel, but also a reroute right. trademark patent pending. Um, but now, and again, this is this is current. So we have, and fucking Frank Stallone, we know where Frank Stallone stands on the matter. Oh, we boy. have now a Creed 3 coming out sans Sylvester Stallone. So how does that make you feel in your little pitter-patter? Um, look, we had this conversation that when the first one was coming out, I was petrified <laughs> because I just didn't think it was a very good idea. And I was proven wrong. I'm willing to admit that I was wrong. I was like, let, let, it, let it go. It's fine. And I was wrong. And then they were like, hey, let's make another one. I was like, guys, guys, please. Please, you, everything is going so well. You made me cry at the end of the first one. Do we have to keep going? And they kept going. And I said, oh, oh, okay. And it worked again. Now, I think we are getting to the point that it's time to stop. Because, in my opinion, the Rocky series needs Rocky. I don't need an offshoot. It is not a film. If the movie was a, a true, like, I guess you could say the first movie was like an ensemble movie, right? Because you have Rocky and Paul and Adrian, right? But as the movies progressed, it, it's it's about Rocky. There were six of them, all about one character. Now you want to completely spin off the series and have it helmed by somebody else. I don't need it. When it comes out, will I go see it? Of course I will, because I'm a fucking shill. I can't, I can't help myself. But I think it's time to let certain things go, and and we've talked about this too. I think the problem with media and film in general is that we're not letting things go. We're trying to build. We're trying to build more, more, more. 
Stop. I call it the I call know there are smart, effect. There are smart people out there that can come up with new stuff or sure. do what Top Gun did. And we waited 30 years. I don't want to see another Top Gun thing until I am 70. Then maybe you can bring it back for a new generation. But let it go. Nah. Like they tell him. There's... Let it go. There's there's plenty of material. So, so Charlie, really quick, only because we have so much, uh, there's so much meat on the bone, so to speak. I'm just gonna 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 throw it right back to you then. So, um, so we know where. <laughs> yes, Paul. Yes, Paul. At a boy, um, Paul. Thanks, man. So, so personally, I absolutely I do agree, uh, with Casey on this matter. I absolutely will see the third Creed, and I hope to be proven wrong. Because that's what happened to me on the first two Creed installments. Even though I was very much in favor of the participants, I hope I'm wrong the third time as well. But Charlie, I'm gonna throw it right back to you. This is one of the one of those examples uh, that didn't occur to me at all with the subject matter. But yeah, I'll, I'll put it out there. What I what I believe Top Gun Maverick uh, uh, supplanted as that gold standard. Fucking and and I know that you did not have skin in the game really prior. How did you feel about Mad Max Fury Road? Mad Max Fury Road is another example of Captain Late Pants becoming obsessed with the property. The reason I always want... I'm not changing your call sign, bro. You may not be Captain Late Pants. Part of the reason that I'm so adamant about more is more is because for me... There is no risk. Here's the fact of the matter. Ghostbusters 2016 did nothing but annoy me for a weekend. That's the truth. All joking aside, gives a fuck. It was a lame movie for me. I didn't like it. But for every Ghostbusters 2016, in the history of cinema, I've gotten an afterlife. I've gotten a Top Gun Maverick. So if you tell me you want to do Goonies 2, fuck it. I got nothing to lose. I throw away two-hour increments of my life on the reg. Let me do it with a giant popcorn. Sincerely, Creed 2 to me wasn't as successful as Creed 1. Creed 1, one of my favorite fucking Rocky movies of all time. Creed 2, I fucking loved it. I'm not going to pretend I didn't love it. It doesn't become one of my favorite Rocky movies. Creed 3 without the man himself, and on top of that, Rocky 7 is going to exist? I don't fucking know, but let's see what happens. All right, that's that's Be- that's more than fair. Wait, can, can I fair. throw in something here, though? I think, what's really, yeah. I think what's really important here is who is making the film, too. Sure. When Absolutely. you're talking about when you're talking about Mad Max Fury Road, we're talking about George fucking Miller. Okay? We're not talking about some hack job guy that somehow gets to helm a franchise now. That's his property. His. And he said, you know what? I can make this better. And he did. Because Fury Road did. is fucking incredible. It's, it's probably it's one of the best movies film. of that year and of, of the last decade. But it's who made them. Absolutely. And and, and, and Charlie it, it, it checks off that box that like that must 
that, 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 that fucking pre-fight flight list that is an absolute requirement to take off, to off the fucking, let the catapult fucking throw you off at the end of the boat, it absolutely did not require you seeing the two movies that preceded it. But Casey, I want to ask you, because if this is right in your personal wheelhouse, we've been talking about the, the fucking, the mighty mini one, Tom Cruise, for years now. And I had, was it even, was it just, was it a full episode, Charlie, or was it just my topic? I went through the entire, at that point. That was just an intro to your topic. So I don't know. I think you also may have frozen. Yeah, I lost him. It happens. It, it happens to the best of us. His voice Casey, is back. There he is. He's back. That, that, the voice is all that matters, really. This ain't much to look at. Um, but Casey, I want to give you um, another one that like doesn't spring to mind immediately because it is not part of the fucking MCU. Thank God. The Color of Money. Oh, God, what a movie. The Color of Money. What a cinematic um, universe. <laughs> that, that'd be a dope fucking uh, extending universe. Um, so the hustler happens and it's like an instant classic. Then the color of money rolls out and Pete Maverick Mitchell can fucking, whoa boy, can he one in the corner pocket for days. So like, so let me ask you, I mean, by the time that you saw the color of money, had you seen the hustler prior? Yes, oh, I so had, but that's good. because I'm a film nerd. So I'm going to say Among a few things, things here about that. One, the color of money can't be bad because he, the character of Vincent literally walks around with a T-shirt that says Vincent on it, okay? <laughs> you winning. Plus, if he's singing while playing pool. You can't lose. Two, who directed the color of money? Martin fucking Scorsese. If he could have a sir before his name, he would at <laughs> like, this Come point. on. Martin That's also, also, how long did we wait? The Hustler came out in 1960. 61 and the um, color of money was 1986 so you have martin scorsese you're waiting 25 years and 25 you, years later. and you still have paul newman in your film that works and i was gonna say this before you started on this topic if i may i think what's important about a legacy sequel is that to me if you're gonna do it you're obviously making you're making it for, you know, talk about Ghostbusters, right? It even though it's it was technically a little bit before our time, we've we have grown to love it. Charlie, obviously, it's like the most important Charlie thing in the history of mankind to you. Right? To me, if you're gonna do it, you wanna make it for the new generation, and you want that movie to drive people to see the originals. And in my opinion, Charlie, I love you dearly. Afterlife failed in doing so for a new generation because I, I did not totally think that I did you. not think that was a very good movie at all. And I saw that's, that's another one that I saw bit, with John. And I remember turning to John and I said, John, what'd you think of that? And he went, I like that. I said, Really? Okay, fair. We don't have to get into that. But I just don't think it's a movie that said, Oh wow, that was really fun. Let me go check out the originals as a 15 year old. To, I just don't think it drove people that direction, and that's what I want them to do. So I worry that when a new sequel comes out and it sucks or it's terrible or it, there's no fanfare, that then what's going to happen is now if I go, hey, you know, son, you should go see 
the original Rocky or something. And he goes, yeah, but I saw Creed 3 in the movie theater and that sucks. Yeah. So why do I need to go no, backwards? That, that's a bridge. It burner. matters. It, 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 in essence, you're like, I don't disagree with that. At all, it absolutely well, can be. A at that point, now burner. you are you're like taking the family analogy too. Only uh, one sixteen. Um, at that point, you're taking like the fucking the family money that you've inherited and like just fucking betting on black. You're like, what are you doing? You had no business. You had no right to gamble the legacy of this dynamite content on something that's in fear. But Charlie, I'm gonna throw it to you then because I am. I'm a 50-50 whether you saw the prior flick, fucking the uh, Blade Runner 2049. I've seen seven versions of Blade Runner. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. But have two. you watched it backwards? I Maybe enjoyed, that's new. Have you listened to fucking Chopin's fifth while you watch it? Because that changes I, it completely. I like when Han Solo is like deaf a robot. <laughs> and I like the ending where he's like, definitely maybe a robot <laughs> and all the other ones i think are convoluted as fuck uh, i think the new one was like i don't give a fuck about any of these characters but it looks good um i have a confession to you were not part. a fan of 2049 no mm. i didn't dislike it really? i just it I, it was okay uh, I will Anna say this. My girl Anna was all yeah. dancing naked for I mean, you. That like, was pretty wonderful. Honestly, that's uh, a selling That's like the Vincent T-shirt. As soon as you get that, you can't lose. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, we're the, we're the company money. Um, Interesting. Tr Tron I Legacy. I love it. I loved, loved, I saw, loved it. I saw Tron Legacy before I saw Tron. So leaving Tron Legacy, I was mm. like, oh, shit, I'll watch more of this. And then I watched Tron, and I was like, oh, shit, Tron's is the tits. What a great, like, old-school film. But while I think you brought up a great point, Casey, that it can be a bridge burner, I think what we're not taking into account is sometimes legacy sequels aren't as successful as what came before them, but out of context work wonderfully and i'm going to give a very specific kind of on topic example my first exposure to uh avatar the last airbender was the film and the film avatar the last airbender it's all right it's it's not trash it's only trash if you've seen a minute of that cartoon. Because that cartoon is brilliant. So I saw Avatar The Last Airbender, the movie, and I went, that's good. There's a cartoon. And all my friends were like, this fucking movie is garbage. And I go like, oh, it's fine. The guy had the airbending. That was kind of cool. <laughs> then I watched some of the cartoon, and I became obsessed. And in context, what a pile of shit that movie is. But it brought me to something I wouldn't have gone to. So That's a bunch totally of fair. little kids, when we but, were at the premiere of Afterlife, I watched kids have no context for Ghostbusters. They we, we set up at a local theater to do opening night. We had our cars outside. We had all of our equipment. Slime of Plenty, the Terror Dog, Mr. Stay Puff, 12 Ghostbusters. It was the event of the season. And I watched kids look at us like, what the fuck is wrong with these idiots? <laughs> and those same kids I was that kid. 
<laughs> those same kids, like two hours later, came out and it was nothing but hugs. That's awesome. And oh, can I? Oh, let me see the PK made. Oh my God, it's so cool. I am positive that their next introduction is probably going to be like Ghostbusters 2 because Ghostbusters 1 is a little scary for some of those little rats. Then one day they're going to see Ghostbusters and they might, like Casey, be like, fuck Afterlife. But it brought him to the dance. Totally. That's and totally that fair, Charlie. And that is a superpower. they'll see Ghostbusters 2 and they'll be like, what happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why would Garfield even agree to, to do this flick like Slime? But, you know, you're, that, bring, that brings wrong. up something else, too, where, like, the reasons why I have such issues with just sequels in general that we don't need them all the time mm-hmm. is sometimes a movie like Ghostbusters, which it shouldn't work. It Ghostbusters should not no. work. And it didn't work for a really long time until they changed the whole movie and they turned it into something else. And you hit gold. It's gold, Jerry. They hit gold. And then they were like, hey, here's an idea. They make a little extra money. Let's do another one. And you're like, ay, ay, ay. There's a reason why you shouldn't. Because the first one shouldn't have worked. But it did. And they just can't stay happy with it. But you, you know, know what I mean? Though, and, and here's the thing, too. like That, I think, does feed into the, uh, the prequel uh, effect. And, you know, I, I can stand outside of it, like, just outside, like, barely just outside, because I'm a very immature guy. I can stand outside and be like, what, what, you like this? Well, what the hell are you talking about? But, but and then point to the, the source material, be like, no, this, and the, the comics that came out from Marvel immediately. That and John's the bed gap. sheets. And my bed sheets, which actually, I could grab a very, very nice Empire sheet. Empire or Returns? I'm not sure. Empire. Um, but I, I have a mom pop, pack one up for me one of the last times I was home. Um, but that all being said, one might argue that the franchise, the Ghostbusters franchise, would almost have worked better if they skipped over, obviously, 2016, because that, that was a completely different entity. Universe, yeah. Um, but if they had gone straight from Ghostbusters to Ghostbusters Afterlife, there would not have been any of the kowtowing apologies necessary. They could have just made the flick. And again, I very, very, very much liked Afterlife. But only because, again, I, I, wanna, I want for us to cover as much ground as possible. So I'm going to start uh, I'm gonna start with this one for Casey because I saved a very special one for Charlie. Um, and this one's right, right in your wheelhouse, Casey, for, for your, your time period of like being the independent moviegoer. This fucking craziness that's going on with Jurassic Park. <sighs> so, so we have now we are on the precipice. You're exhausting of, me, John. I, lo- I understand. You're gonna sleep really, really well tonight. <laughs> uh, apologies uh, in advance to Allie because you are going to be useless. She might not even be able to get you out of the chair. Plus, there's West Coast baseball on. You guys are killing me. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> it's gonna be I a late speak. week. I can't speak <laughs> for the schedule makers. Um, Dodgers. So, so. With again, we're we're hopefully now, we're hopefully now the <laughs> comet will drop down upon us yet again and just put a fucking end to this. Uh, what's going on? But like, death rattle. Going into the new Chris Pratt, uh, uh, Dallas Price Howard led, um, really legacy franchise. 
Um, how, how are you taking it all? Are you even like giving it a miss? Uh, I, I'll see it <laughs> because like I've said, I see everything. Sure. And you have that to go a- to the theater to pick up your mail. AMC stubs, baby. It is just the best thing in the world. I just go see movies. And if nothing, <laughs> if nothing else, that movie will give me two hours of like, Ooh, look, fake dinosaurs that could be fun for a little while oh you're giving me alan grant again okay that's fun but really when you break down that franchise they should have stopped after one and somehow we're on six after two because technically they kind of did break up the happenings of of the the book the, the bensley book um into one end and like actually it was more like one and a half because they're like, well, we need a little more. Let's fucking... They basically did what the scientists did. They're like, let's just take some amphibian fucking DNA and just pepper it in and we'll get the... We'll finish off this script. Before they knew it, just like the fucking plot of Jurassic Park, those scripts, even though they were same sex, they fucking reproduced anyway, and now we have 97 Jurassic Parks. Uh, I completely agree with you. Charlie, what, I mean, what's your I, I'm Jurassic a walking Park? conundrum. Because oh, I'll say, oh, this sucks. I don't, this is bullshit. This doesn't need to be made. And what will I do? Like I said, I'm a sheep. I'll go anyway. <laughs> and so they're, whatever they're doing is working because I'll keep going back. No, Casey, that's, that's... Casey is the movie equivalent of like, ugh, the food here is terrible and such small portions. <laughs> let, let me go back. But again, I'll tell you this, though. If I was not – if I did not have – the AMC stubs thing, this might be different. Sure. It might See, be different. I finally identified, sure. in prep of this episode, I identified a movie that was part of a franchise I had seen 41 installments of. And I saw a trailer, and it was so bad. It was so in line with the shit that preceded it. I went, no, not today. Look at you, Charlie, not with today. the fucking I, self-control. To the point where I didn't remember I didn't see it what until was it? I was watching on YouTube like a recap of, of the, all the films. That film was Transformers <laughs> The Last Night. And I watched this guy recap a movie and I went, Bumblebee and Optimus fought. Like, I don't like those other Transformer movies, but I remember them. And I was like, I didn't. I didn't didn't see something that looked bad. Yeah, I did like a lap around my house. I was so proud of myself because it's when I say more is more, I mean it. Because even with Transformers, I feel like we finally got a watchable one in Bumblebee. Like Bumblebee is almost a good movie. Ten minutes of it are very good. Ten and a half, dare I say. And, And all it did was it led me to this thought of with the Jurassic Park films specifically the fact that the first one was cinema changing and everything since has been like wildly diminishing returns the last one i saw and the little clone girl if this oh, is spoiling it for you Lord please go mercy. fuck yourself you're not allowed to be upset i'm going to spoil uh, Jurassic World 2 when that shit came out the dinosaurs were still around it's, it's, yeah. it's safe at this point Jurassic World 2, the little clone girl lets all the dinosaurs go free because she's a douchebag. And it was like, they're like me. Be like, no, bitch, you're a human. You could maybe kill three people and you would need a gun. And it's very easy to get because our country is questionable. 
but she let monsters out. Part of me had a moment in that theater where I was like, is it going to be a post credit scene where it's like Chris Pratt now runs Jurassic Force? And is the next movie just going to be like a monster movie with like guys with guns fighting dinosaurs? And I, I convinced mean, myself wasn't that that, the that would be fun. Literally every fucking Jurassic Yeah, but movie I wanted for two. Out. I want Rambo v. Dinosaurs. I want it over the top. I wanted to acknowledge it's stupid. Not the way that they if are you came acknowledging to me and it's said, stupid. The next Jurassic Park is going to be Sylvester Stallone, specifically hunting dinosaurs with the better part of the cast of the Expendables. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would. Sign me up for that. I, I could, I, like, I could pitch you. I could pitch you money. though, because we could tie this into another franchise. <laughs> because, uh, but, but yeah, up, I'm, up, I'm, down, I'm, down, this, left, right, left, select, start. Cinema. Uh, that oh my is, god. That's Imagine a movie a I con- see. A Contra type film, Stallone and Schwarzenegger versus dinosaurs. Contra, Contra style. <laughs> Contra is by admission of the creators a Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger shoot 'em up. Yeah, and it's excellent. Off branded. The like, only can't, if, we can't if you it. can give me a Contra movie where for half an hour all it is is a guy lying down on his stomach. Shooting a wall with a gun with bullets that go five different directions. I'll watch it. Well, if we're you got me honestly, we I'm have gonna make that film. No fewer <laughs> Do it. than like half a dozen one eye, multiple tentacled monsters in the several fucking big blockbuster movies. So that actor is available. Like uh, we can probably cast that right now. Because look, just, it can't be any just worse. Real... It can't be any I'm... worse because Charlie, when I went to go see, uh, what was the last one called? Uh, Jurassic World, World 2, fuck my face. This sucks. It was is called uh, Jurassic is going to be really disappointed with this one. It is very rare that, like, I come out with exclamations during a movie. <laughs> I'm pretty quiet. I was in that movie theater. I went by myself. I was sitting in the last row. And when that girl, when it turned out that she was a fucking clone, when I tell you a noise came out of my body that had never happened before it was like a ah! it was like like <laughs> i laughed that and movie people around me were like caused casey pain it, like i thought i was having a brain aneurysm and i laughed and i kind of cried and the people around me were like what what's wrong with him and i kind of I was like, people, don't you understand what's going on? We are watching the death of cinema, like, in front of us. It was the stupidest, most moronic, worst thing I've ever seen. And Up until I've seen a few, it was so bad. That's, that's how, how cinema, cinema died. Ends. Not, oh, with, man. not with jeers. Not with tears, but with uproarious <laughs> applause. Charlie, oh, we're Lord. up against the clock, so I, I yes. want to wrap the, at least this potion, and then I wanna, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna really, really wrap it up with kind of our, like our, our to do list. Um, for Charlie, truly, uniquely, even more so than Ghostbusters, what I was like, just let me. It's like watching the audience watch something. If I could have watched Charlie watching Bill and Ted face the music, I would have bought a ticket to just that. So Charlie, just walk us through that one for you because I know that one, that one really tickled the old. Uh, so the old I, 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 for you. I have to set this up because, and I'll make it brief. 
Um, and <laughs> I'm curious if I'm curious if Casey agrees with it. But for me, the power of cinema, even more than being kind of transformational, like with cinema, that experience has always to me been like this magic fucking bit of escape. Sure. Absorbing a story in that way for an hour and a half, two hours at a clip. There's something in the, special about that. In the that. coldest building possible. Air conditioners in movie theaters like could be used to like warm the fucking, uh, to cool <laughs> off the Sudan. Like it is unbelievable. Whatever that technology is, they need to share it. It's clearly alien. That's, that's the why your world... ticket's $24. <laughs> that's $20 of AC. But uh, Bill and Ted 3 released in the pandemic era. Uh, to me, it's proof positive that like sometimes you d just don't wait. The world's ended. Sometimes a film is needed. And Bill and yeah. Ted 3 was such a love letter to Bill and Ted 1 and 2, but it had something so distinct to say. Like Rocky Balboa before it, Bill and Ted 3 was a story about uh, accepting or rejecting what you think your future would be and what those what those ramifications are for those around you. Um, Bill and Ted 3. My also, as well Bill as a guy way more jacked than his age would deem appropriate, then you're like, oh, no, that's a rubber suit. That's fine. Yeah. That was fine. Uh, Bill and Ted, I think, is one of like the greatest comedies of all time. Uh, judge me if you will. It's one of those flicks that it works if you're happy, works if you're sad, works if you're hungover, works if you're sleepy. Um, Bill and Ted 2, what a hell of a traditional sequel. Like, this is the same but less. Uh, but I still love but it. Robots. And holy shit, evil robot usses. Uh, and good robot usses. Bill and Ted 3 all but saved my life in a time where i felt like the world was collapsing around me a movie took me by my little hand and it just held me and told me it was going to be okay the music in that movie reflects it whenever i'm feeling really blue i had a really rough week last week i had the soundtrack on repeat and there's a song in there and a scene in there that's literally about being where you belong um I would accept 100 terrible Jurassic Park sequels if every now and then I get a movie that winds up meaning as much to me as Bill and Ted 3. I think it was perfect. I think it's, of the three films, by far it's the most poignant. By far it has the most to say. Structurally, is it the strongest? I don't give a fuck. That movie gave me all the feels. And uh, that's another film. I think that I've seen that. Bill and Ted 3 specifically is, I think, the second most watched Keanu Reeves film for me and Matrix had a 12 film fucking jump start. Wow. I think wow. I've seen the Matrix 50 times. Um, Bill and Ted 3 is up there. there it's was only also, like a year old too. The, Holy the, well, the shit, lockdown dude. had a lot to do with those statistics. Well, wow. they also, they also did was something. Like Charlie's fucking, yeah. fucking uh, anabolic steroids. <laughs> Bill those and Ted 3 did something have an asterisk. smart though because they were like, we're not releasing direct to video. You can buy us if you want. <laughs> Give us twenty bucks, and I was like, I yeah, spent twenty yeah, bucks. There you go. I'm gonna watch this bitch on repeat. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna get my money's worth. Um, so, so all I'm gonna say, uh, the final thought is, when legacy films are announced, my brain starts shooting. The fucking lightning is just all shooting all over, and most of it for me. Even though now we have clearly had multiple examples of how it can be tremendous emotional financial and frankly like uh, artistic successes for me 
Indiana Jones will still always be that red flag. Hurricane is coming, John. Don't fucking don't do it, bro. Don't do it to yourself. Leave the fucking warning flags hanging so you don't bump your head yet again. Now, Indiana Jones has what they say to be the final installment, at least for Harrison Ford. Um, Kathleen Kennedy has made it stated very emphatically, Indiana Jones will never be, the role will never be recast. Almost as if she doesn't really know much about her source material because Harrison Ford is not the only actor to have played Indiana Jones, but Kathleen, I'll get at you. I'll slip into your DMs and we can talk about. Oh, uh, John's you mansplaining. See, sweetheart, <laughs> Indiana Jones is a character. That's, I'm sorry. Um, that that all being said, um, we have now this final installment. Now, Phoebe, what's her face may end up like, uh, um, you know, uh, in, inheriting the the function, so to speak. She might end up uh, pulling the hat trick. That our uh, that that our that our boy was not able to do uh, when butt. when uh, Indiana finally fucking pulled you know he fucking finally uh, tied the knot. Um, but I would actually have zero problem with that because at that point that's not a Creed situation. That's a that's going to be a completely different standalone franchise. It will in no way affect the Indiana. No, don't make that face, Charlie. It will not affect the the indiana jones movies that came before it because it's compartmentalized if she goes on to do other things she's not charlie you're making faces she's not being she's not playing indiana jones and yeah, he's, but creed, if he's gonna hold creed on if he's three gonna is not write gonna have off, rocky in it no if he's gonna ride off into the sunset he is not gonna be in any of phoebe dirtbag's face uh uh what i forget her, her character's name in dirtbag but it's a dynamite show if anybody hasn't seen it um, if she goes on to make her not dirt bag, bag dirt bag, jerk, jerk off, whatever it is. Flea bag, flea uh, I, I, the, the, the <laughs> accents bag, threw me off. Look, she fucks a priest. How bad could she be? <laughs> um, that all being said, those will be compartmentalized stories. Sure, they'll have had one movie together. It would have been the equivalent of, uh, of fucking Adonis and Rocky having only Creed together and then Creed's stuff being done totally separately. Yeah, that you're would talking have been about... So the formula is like you're allowed one movie with both of them, yeah. Not two. Go That's what yourself. a formula is. It's a set of rules that you have to abide by moving forward. But now, if just to take it back, I mean that wasn't my point, but I appreciate Charlie tugging on the reins. So if Creed three sucks ass, they can say like, well, there was no Rocky. Whereas if this fifth Indian installment is successful, and then they do indeed make more money, Fleabag. Uh, if they do make more movies of the Fleabag herself and they are not successful for whatever reason, I think that they probably would be because she's already the brains of the Millennium Falcon. So they already have history if anyone was paying attention and scoring at home. That's so fucked um, up. Inside the Millennium Falcon is just like a robot soul. They're like, and, <laughs> and it's a free Fuck out of here, movie. She's like, you cunts. Hurry up, Han. <laughs> um, but, but that'll be... R2 thing. is always it, fucking scattered. He's like, I don't... He's like wiping off his little nodules. Like, I don't stick it in there. Uh, I don't know where she's been. Um, but it would protect uh, what came before it. And it would not necessarily need. Because at that point, she's making like national treasure movies. Be also in the time frame that they would have been. Because they're already in the 60s. Yeah, that's exactly like Creed 3. Point. Huh? 
Creed, that's that's the exact same thing as Creed three. Creed three can get written off. Doesn't it's not going to affect Rocky at all. Creed three had Creed one and Creed two had Rocky in it. If, yeah. How how would Creed three not have any effect uh, moving backwards? That doesn't make any sense. So are you saying that if so? Hold on. So you're saying that you. Hold on, I'm, I'm, this is like mental gymnastics that I'm doing here. So really what you want, what you need, is you need this new movie to be called whatever her character's name is. Of course. It's a totally different... So it shouldn't... This movie should not be Indy 5. It should be no, Phoebe no, no. Waller-Bridge 1. Nope. Indy 5 is going to be Indy 5. Well, I mean, if we um Actually... <laughs> The Indiana, Indiana Jones franchise. It's Indiana Jones and blah blah blah. So anything of, of Phoebe oh, Waller. Boy. Thank you very much for that. Um, any of her potential spinoffs. Indiana Jones is not going to have any. The, his namesake. Keep Indiana Jones's name out your motherfucking mouth. It it won't have any any namesake connection to him. She would have been in essence. His intern, or whatever. What if? What if instead of fucking plot is? What if Creed Three is called Adonis One? (laughs) You're you're, you're looking for you're looking for Rambo First Blood Part Two, which might be the biggest fucking mouthful in all of cinema history. You know what? (laughs) If if there's at least one thing that's giving me hope for the new indie movie, and this goes back to what I said before about who makes it. I trust James Mangold. I do too. I trust uh, like, him. I really do. Like and I that said, gives Casey, me hope. I am. I hope's a bitch I, though. I'm just a sucker. Yeah, I'm aware. I love to be in love, baby. I am ready to be hurt again, which is actually my exact fucking uh, uh, quote. And when I when I put the 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 teaser picture up, I'm so. But I'm so desperate to have it fulfill that need to fill that indie shaped hole. In my heart, that this last kingdom. Uh, John, have you not movie. seen the teaser that they released today? Charlie, I'm going to. I, <laughs> I hope he just fucking likes. I mean, look, he's or- look. He already took. He already took a franchise in. I mean, I guess if you want to talk the X Men franchise, but then there were more Wolverine movies, and then he was able to take something sure. that was not a legacy sequel because we weren't waiting years and years for it, but he took it on, and finished a character story yeah. and then it and Satisfi- circling all satisfying. the way back to top gun kaczynski who directed this has already done something like that because he's the guy who directed tron legacy yeah. so this is now the third director taking on something that he's kind of already done before with yeah. a beloved character and now closing a chapter on it and hopefully because of the filmmaker that's making it it works yeah, yeah, no, I, I, mean, I agree again, with you it's... completely. There are many reasons why I have to be cautiously optimistic. There, there are plenty, but we all have been there. Like, we have been hurt before, and we have been rewarded before. And that's, I think, the ultimate point about this whole legacy sequel trend. You cannot paint with a broad brush of saying legacy sequels suck or legacy sequels are the fucking are the best because you have X, Y, and Z to lean back on. Each one of them is got to be looked at on an individual basis. But, and this one can't be worse, John. Well, but that's the thing too. That's like, your it could thing be too. though. I don't can it. I, Alien I, I, rib. 
<laughs> they find an alien rib that they made Eve with. Oh no! This is so fucked up. I so think oh, I think sorry, sorry, we fine. have yeah, a, yeah, we have a very you know I I think sometimes we turn to our chat, especially on these live shows, for for kind of what the consensus is. And I don't think anyone in this world, and I'm going to quote him exactly to really belabor the point, but even Ellis, who all of you know, uh, tends to veer negative. He said, Ellis, put Ellis. It, God. Ellis, Ellis put it beautifully. He said, I trusted Matt Reeves, and he brought us the greatest Batman there motion you go. picture, and I, a man who's good dressed Lord. like a bat in my Facebook profile, I can tell you what's good. Fuck off, Nolan. Matt Reeves, <laughs> baby. High fives to all. What an excellent drop in, Ellis. I take back half the mean <laughs> shit I said this, about you. This is specifically why quote. Charlie was let go from the New York Times. Like, Charlie <laughs> is now going to be starring in Shattered Glass 2. Uh, so Mannequin can Guys, it's fine. Quentin Tarantino's going to uh... direct it. We're in safe hands. <laughs> so, so again, uh, we, we have shattered the fucking time... Uh, time uh, target so i'm just gonna leave this with you guys and i i know i've had one and it has been uh waiting 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 in the wings for me uh for a long time but uh charlie we'll, we'll start with you because i, I don't want to take anything off of your table what is the legacy sequel uh film or tv i don't care which version you'd prefer because a lot of the tv now is sometimes better in its storytelling ability than some of the flicks we get you don't have that two hour worrisome window um what's that legacy flick that's that's that, that charlie is pre-paying for i mean obviously i'm in for the next ghostbusters the one that doesn't already exist yeah uh I'm, I'm gonna be there for four but i i truly think and this is this is you know silly because i know it's gonna happen but i couldn't be more excited to see what the what the future of the power ranger universe looks like on netflix <sighs> A full brand new, I mean, we got to talk legacy. That shit's like 30 years old, and this is the first time they're rebooting. Uh, you finally <laughs> killed John. That's it. It's over. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I almost went with Knight Rider because I thought that would elicit a similar, uh, a similar frustration. Oh man, I might actually, I might actually sign up for something like Casey, that. Casey, that what about sheer you, bro? Morbid curiosity. Mana, uh, mana, mana. I'm gonna say what I said before, and that I, I'm, I, I'm not. There is nothing that I'm anticipating. There's nothing no. that I can look. No, there's nothing that I look back at and I say, "Ooh, please give me that." What about Jaws? Really? More revenge. So, <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Let me, Jaws let me ask the super you this. revenge. Only because Top Gun has been one of those like it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming honestly tom cruise by himself has multiple properties i'm like fucking yeah sure man let's take another bite at the apple there's there's more there nothing at all you are you, this I, is I swear, guy, I, I. He's I, like, I'll have that it's bologna not that, cheese sandwich every day. For no, lunch but that's not that. I'm not, not saying blink. that I won't take them. Sure, but even five years ago, was I clamoring for another Top Gun movie? No, I wasn't. I was fine. I and then Tom said, like, oh, I'm Tom. <laughs> Give me more. Do That's you have anything mine. that you know you don't want? Godfather oh. 4? Oh, my Lord. God, please. It wasn't Godfather 3 enough. 
Goodfellas 2? No, well, can't. No. 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 And that's so peace. topical now, too. R.I.P. Ray. That's my bad. That's my bad. Um, something I don't want. Oh, my God. Uh, Are you hoping Stallone changes his mind on Rocky Balboa 2? I, do I, here's the thing. Do I really do I really need to see him training somebody else? Like that's what it's gonna be, right? Like he's talking about like he's like down in Mexico or something, and he's gonna. I thought he was gonna like bare knuckle fight. Oh dear God! No, please, you're thinking about <laughs> the man has again. taken enough. The man has taken enough. I don't. I I'm good, but then again, if he, if he makes it, I I trust him that he has such reverence for that character that I don't think he's going to put him in a position to completely and utterly fail and fall in his face. I just don't think he's going to do that. So like certain characters get to be like a part of the family. And then just really quickly, Jim, uh, to mention it, like we're talking specifically about legacy sequels, whereas league of extraordinary gentlemen, who I'm very, which I'm very much looking forward to. That's a straight reboot. Uh, thankfully, yeah, because that that first that was a disaster. Ooh, that movie is like the reason why Alan Moore feels the way he does uh, about his stuff being adapted. Uh, I'm gonna say this, and this is actually a relatively fresh thought uh, in the adjustment, right? So, like the legacy sequel having kind of taken over the forefront of my thinking for the longest time, I had been clamoring for a V reboot. And in the same way that we look, that we're overlooking the 2016 Ghostbusters to say that the Legacy sequel uh, was successful, and, you know, uh, to to varying degrees, uh, per Casey's opinion. Um, V, if you came back with V, uh, Casey, does V immediately spring anything to mind for you? Charlie has got the recognition because I fucking talk about it all the time. It is so The only V, are you talking about, all I know, this is what I'm saying. V. I don't. I don't think so I, they, I know that one. They. They. I want to oh, say they so made good. it in like the early two thousands. So. So there's an alien. Now this was a miniseries, a straight miniseries in the mid eighties. There's an alien invasion, and they're referred to as just the visitors by the by the media at the time, and um, they look like us. They speak like us. Occasionally, you might get a little bit like meh, 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 like type of thing to their voice. Uh, and they seem to be pretty, pretty like okay with us. Like they want to help us out. They want to do this. They want to do that. You want but some iPhones? Then, but then you come to realize, oh, they've got bad plans for Earth and the human race specifically. Also, as well as when you peel back that luscious human skin, there's some lizardy ass shit underneath. So they're like a reptilian race. Spoiler alert. From 1983, they're an alien race. Uh, yeah, mm. that that's from the straight up from the original. Oh, that's cool. They're an alien race of reptiles. They do not look like us, but they kind of made us made themselves up to look like us, with complete plans to rape the planet Earth of its resources, of its water, but also as well as that delicious human meat. Nom 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 nom. Because you can all fucking eating rats and and gerbils and rodents. Can only go so far. Casey, it was... It was, I believe, the launching point of no fewer than a dozen current 
conspiracy theories that are running rampant in our in our society and it's so funny because like motherfucker i saw that on v um so yeah kate uh, ellis is right they did make a a reboot they did it with like little guy from fucking party of five and home girl with the long neck from fucking uh, uh you know from charlie helped me out from uh, small goddamn, from Supergirl from Smallville. Smallville girl, yes. Uh, uh, Kirk, uh, Kirk, uh, what's her name? Uh, you Kirk? want me to remember her name? Are you kidding? Yeah, She's Supergirl. <laughs> um, but no, no, I'm I'm referring to um, to Homegirl from uh, uh, from fucking. Uh, I'll pull it up. Cap- Captain wow. Reynolds ship. She was the prostitute. She they had legalized prostitution in space. It was dynamite. Um, but in any case, it had a decent <laughs> cast. Charlie, when you that, get the reference, I like you'll lost that totally... thread for a second. John just, well, John it, just advocated hard. <laughs> well, yeah, hey man, fucking taxes don't pay themselves, bro. Marijuana's legal here. Why, why not? Um, when you get the reference, it, you, you're gonna laugh. Marina Bakarin? is that how you say that? She played Anna. Mara- Marina Bakarin? the 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 one, the Deadpool's wife, yes. girlfriend, yes. Her? Right. Charlie, oh. what else is she from? Captain Reynolds' ship, bro. She's... Serenity. Yes. Well, she was she was in Homeland. She was she was yes, the she wife yeah. in Homeland. Slightly more realistic plot, but I, that I, all being said, I thought of one. When you're done with this, I thought of one. I'm, I'm very grateful. But yeah, so I realize now that with this trend, as the wheels go flying off, um, with this kind of trend, it doesn't have to be a reboot. That story so yeah. captured little John Boy's imagination in the mid '80s. Like, I played that game constantly. Like, aforementioned Cousin JJ had the dopest Halloween costume as one of the visitors. He had a little face rip for showing the lizard skin. Dynamite, dynamite, dynamite. They would have to do a reboot now. Well, Scott Fox, that was the guy's name from Party of Five. Um, they could do a legacy fucking reboot. And you know what? With all the streaming services spending the money that they're that they're spending on these productions. Oh, baby. How fucking awesome would that be how freaking awesome i'm pushing for it now a legalized space prostitution but also <laughs> as well as i am completely this is going to be the top of my ticket my top agenda fucking bringing that back as a legacy sequel i want to know what happened next Dynamite. casey before you drop the one you thought of one of the things I know for a fact you would love about that original miniseries and then the series that spun off of it and even the remake. So at first, the V stands for visitor, but when shit pops off, V stands for victory, bro. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, bro. Fuck victory, yeah, dude. Bro. The 70s there was, ruled. There were, not, not the 70s, it means I'll tell a you. different thing now. It, it was um, like they laid it on. Again, this is 80s TV. So they knew that people watching were super into it. But yeah. kind of dumb. All hopped up on saccharin and fucking that was cheap fucking fast food. Like absolutely this means victory. The best show like World War Two. You know, like remember concentration camps. You remember racism. Like they were really laying it on thick, boy. And as a little kid, I fucking loved it. I loved it. So Casey, but yeah, give us give us your desire. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of victory, there's only one movie with victory, and that's Sylvester Stallone playing a goaltender. Trying to win World War Two, okay? Now that there's a film. Um, anyway, so the one movie that I was thinking of, and it's not a legacy sequel because it's not that old, but this is there's a sequel that I actually do want 
if, Jurassic World 4. Yeah, right. If they could do it correctly, and it's a sequel to what I believe is probably one of the best sci-fi movies of our the last decade, and it all ties in. I know about this podcasting thing. <laughs> Pod, podcasting is it's going to be my new hobby. Tom Cruise, Edge of Tomorrow. Ooh. Can you find me a way yep. to give me a sequel? Absolutely. That Absolutely. fucking movie, it, it's one of those movies where you walk in and you're like, I don't know if this is going to be any good. And it blew my mind, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And I know they've kicked, kicked the can about possibly doing a sequel. That is something I would want if they could figure it out because that movie is fucking amazing. Live, and Tom die, repeat. doesn't screw up. So Except for so the mummy. Good. I could also do a prequel to that. I would watch I her. Uh, that, that, yeah. That's, what are you talking about? That's, that's a good point. I would do that too. Good point. So, so live, die, repeat, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is happening as a sequel to Edge of Tomorrow. Now, Edge of Tomorrow. They're going to use the better name they use the, in promotion. Hey, why not? The fact it's still that, out there. That is, that that's is baller, The Suicide dude. Squad all over again. That was they like, should call it The Live, Die, Repeat. Because that would have that been the equivalent of like calling First Blood Rambo and then calling it sequel. <laughs> or how First about Blood. Live, Die, Repeat again? <laughs> <laughs> What if they pull a Caddyshack, Live, Die, Repeat 2, just as Live, Die, Repeat? <laughs> Nailed the, it. The sequel. Yes. Just they poorly CGI, like the number two is like crayoned in the opening, uh, the opening credit. Yeah, our, our, our boy Tom has got a really nice handle on the sci-fi material, which is... Uh, which might come from the Scientology background or maybe not. But, look, all I'm going to say is this, and, and then I think we'll, we'll wrap it up because we, we did go into oh, OT. Yeah, preach for Xenu one more time, buddy. Well, no, but but the, the truth of the matter is that... <laughs> he got so serious. With, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> He's no, like, how you dare you? Dude. I just started going yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> they do not give you refunds on those books, dude. I'm going to finish them shits. <laughs> Um, the, the truth of the matter is this, especially with all of the grumpy background that we've gotten on our boy Johnny Depp. And honestly, he might have been the only contender uh, that I can at least think of. And, and I would, with all respect to Kanunu, his adulation has only kind of been more recent. For a long time, he was a, a punchline. Tom Cruise is maybe the last true movie star and i think that for a few reasons not exclusively because of his body of work because there are multiple individuals that you can point to of their body of work and say fucking dope like like just flawless right i think honestly and i've given this some thought and i'm gonna throw it to both of you guys and then we'll, we'll wrap up um i think honestly and ironically that it does have something to do with his fucking bananas religious convictions and the reason why i say this is because that religion is still so secretive to the point where like we got jokes and we got south park episodes and we've got fucking series alea remini and and all stuff and i do not have anything fucking good to promote about that i i'm not gonna say anything bad about it because again I, I i am not in a no i do know one thing 
that's a closed door system. And back in the day, that's how it was with fucking movie stars. We didn't really know all their ins and outs. Now I can tell you what they had for lunch. Who's not having a BM in the middle of fucking Target? Who's not on a crazy fad diet? Who didn't get married for the 17th time today? That's not the case with Tom Cruise. He might be, for multiple reasons, the last example of like a movie fucking star. We don't know that much about him other than what we what he puts uh, on 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 the big screen, which I think personally is the best example. But uh, what, regardless of the reason, Casey will and we'll go around the clock. Uh, Casey, what do you think about that? Tom Cruise is he the last? Of a dying breed, yes. like he told our boy, the man in black, on the way out the door. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think because he comes from, he comes from almost a different era. He's been around for cool. so long. He's done almost every, pretty much every different type every of film. Genre he has He's done everything. Um, and and what was the weakest part of his career? Probably the time when we knew too much about him. When he's jumping on couches and he's married to Katie Holmes and all the, all this stuff is going I would say on. Even then, the Nicole Kidman era was the, like a little bit too much of an insight. Yeah, but even then, it's probably what. But but that era is when he did his probably his best dramatic work, which is really interesting because that's his far and his away. Like, he does Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia, Jerry Maguire, like just bang bang bang. It's just unfucking believable. Eyes Wide Shut felt like. I'm I'm a peeping Tom, like this yeah. is clearly happening in real life. This is a real conversation. Over that here. was Scientology. Yeah, he's just he's just uh, he's a man from a different era, and I really appreciate about that about him. And you know what else I think? I just think he loves making movies. He loves it. Yeah. You can just tell he puts everything he has into every single property that's why he doesn't he's not pounding out movies one a year he's taking his time with the different projects and that is something that i admire so much because how many of these movie stars come out how many movies can the rock be in when you're like enough dude you're trying to be the big tom cruise but you're not relax isn't okay many movies i don't even i've never even heard of some of them like what the fuck was this one and, 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 the difference, and the difference uh, is skater? that, like, Hockey's... everyone says that Tom is just Tom in every movie, which might be true, but there's different shades. The that the Rock movie star is literally the Rock in every movie. Sure, the sure. same thing. Tom at least has different shades, so right. I think he is a perfect blend of movie star and really, really fucking good actor. And that's not something that we really have. We have our Leos and we have our Brad Pitts and that's great. And I think Leo's Leo and Daniel day Lewis are probably the best actors of our generation, but there's still something different about Tom. And once Tom stops, I think an entire era and age of movie ends up. Absolutely. Respectfully, respectfully. I disagree with both of you only because we uh, have Charlie, to we're into... losing your brother. Your your <laughs> signal is kind of kind of weak. We gotta we gotta take into account age, and uh, Leo has twelve years to catch up. And if we w- maybe on another episode we'll go pound for pound, 
movies, I, I think as far as movie stars go, he is in the final five that may ever exist. Charlie, uh, it's Tom uh, Cruise, you know Leo DiCaprio, George Clooney, Tom Hanks. Charlie, uh, and you know George why Clooney I would, had probably DQ. I would, I would disagree with you on, uh, on that for the simple fact that like his love life, Leo's love life, has be is is more important than his body of work. Now that might change, and, yeah, and you're right. Twelve like, years he has, to change that shit. He has, yeah, he's got he got uh, time to go ahead of him. But on the same token, you can almost like if you've seen recent interviews at all, like he's he's kind of he's kind of done with it to a degree. And I also mean, you when you put him when... on, oh, I can because when you put him on screen against the likes of Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy shows you all the flaws in Leo's Leo's uh, ability. Sure, Tom but Hardy has... is head and shoulders above Leo. Yeah, but and it's ironic Tom... because Tom Hardy's like five feet tall. See but now, now we're di- now but we're di- yeah, now we're, I'm going to disagree with weeds. you. All right, completely. You're, you're welcome to. But, also, but I just, but, uh, yeah. but I would like to see Leo do like if Leo could give me like some kind of a franchise. But Leo's not going to do that, which is That's what happening. I think separates the quote-unquote movie stardom sure, that Tom sure. has that's a little bit disagree. different. That's where, well, again, I, that's and, where I see the difference. The story's not done being told on what's up with, with Will Smith, but that's always been my argument against Denzel. Denzel hasn't been a really a franchise maker uh, because it's not what he necessarily wants to do. I think yeah. it's a nuanced argument. I think it's a great conversation to keep going, and we will keep it going in the future. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are just about out of fuel. Captain Mayo, I got a quick question for you. Do you like video games? Do you like watching people that are just way more skilled at video games entertain you for hours on end? Well, hot damn, do I have the hottest ticket in town coming Nothing your I love way? More. Captain Mayo, John, hit the people with the first bill payer of the night. Uh, I am not at all prepared, and you clearly have this in mind, so tell them about Bad Mary first. Fair enough. <laughs> Call sign Mayo, let me ask you this. Do you love tunage on the regular? Well, yeah, dude. Do I have the damn band for you. Those of you that have been following this show knows that one of my absolute favorite bands of all time is, of course, Bad Mary. You can follow them on all social media over at Bad Mary Band. They also know that you can support them financially by just throwing money their way via patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary Band. But my favorite thing about Bad Mary and their entire body of work is all of it is available on every single music streaming service. But I got an extra double super bonus for you coming in just a minute. They just dropped a brand new music video for their brand new single, The Floor is Lava. Just came out a couple of days ago, and you beautiful monsters, you degenerates that hung out with us for this entire stretch with one of our best co-hosts of all time, with the man, call sign Rico himself, the big man, Babucci, Kick into John one more time for that other sponsor, and then you're going to get that music goodness. No doubt. The bottom line is this. Uh, where are we dropping? It's with Sergeant Finesse. Find him gaming on both Twitch and Facebook. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding video game content. Supporter streams, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today. But if you need a pick-me-up, like I'm going to do after this XL issue 
of US Comics Fest, go over to sneakenergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. Mm-mm-mm. When the Sarge is on deck, just like Captain Mayo. Oh, you salute, son. Captain Mayo, you just did an incredibly brave thing. What you should have done was land your plane! <laughs> John, there is only one way. We end each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. Tell the beautiful people how it is we do the things Woo! we do. Well, just prior to us all taking a long, well-earned nap, you got to turn the power on. You got to turn the volume. And you got to, ooh, tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save, Miss Space Girl. We out. Losing high sensation The ambulance was sent away The game was over anyway But we're all